0: and practice. Thank you so very much and happy listening.
1: It's nice to have you on the show. How are you doing today? Doing well. How are you? I'm doing fine as well. Okay, you know, oftentimes I love to talk about um, the essence of this show, which is to invite amazing guests. Amazing guests like Joseph who have triumphed over one um, challenges, or another, whatever challenges it may be, as long as they have triumphed over it and they um, came out of it triumphantly, rather, we invite them to come talk to us about their stories. Why? Because we believe that in our audience, there might be someone who is stuck up in a situation that you came out of triumphantly. So, um, by that person or people listening to you speak, they might actually pick an information that would help Transform their lives. Okay, so um, Joseph, within the next few minutes, let us get started with your story, the challenges that you faced, and how you overcame them. And afterwards, I've got some questions for you. Let's get started.
2: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. All
1: right, let's go. All right, let's go. Let's go. Let's get started.
2: Do you want me to just fire into it, or do you have questions for me? I can definitely tell you my story if you want. Hello. Let's get started. Cool. Did you want me to fire into my story or did you have specific questions? Just go into my story? Okay. Sure.
1: Then afterwards, I I would question you.
2: Okay. Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, my name is Joe Quattrome. I'm 44 years old. I live outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Um, I've been in the marketing and advertising world for about 17 years Prior to that, uh, when I grew up in the Washington, D.C. area, uh, northern Virginia specifically. And I'd say one of the first really big challenges I had to overcome in my life was when I was 20 years old. I had taken three years off of schooling uh, after I got out of high school. I was not in a very good place from a mental health perspective. <laughs> um, probably drank too much, did too many drugs, was... About one hundred and fifty pounds overweight, probably I think I've weighed three hundred plus pounds and um, i I was lost in life i didn 't know what to do uh, so um, i uh, I kind of figured out a methodology of of figuring out a way to um, to get the weight off at least i i, I couldn 't conquer i couldn 't conquer all the problems I had in life, uh, so I decided to take it one step at a time. And the first thing I did was tackle my weight and my weight loss. So what I did was I made a deal with myself that I was going to go running every day for 100 straight days. And uh, and sure enough, I did. I got out there every single day after I got off of my my part-time job and I would run. Uh, it didn't matter how far or how long, uh, even if it was just 10 feet, as long as I did went through the motions of of running every single day. Uh, that was my goal, and I e- even though my goal was to do it a hundred straight days, I wound up doing probably four hundred and fifty, five hundred, something in that range. Um, and uh, over the course of I'd say about nine to twelve months, I lost over, well over a hundred pounds. Uh, I got down uh, to, I think my lightest was one sixty. <laughs> um. Now, of course, this is 24 years ago, right? But um, one thing that that taught me was how to set goals and achieve them. So uh, as I was, you know, going out for my long runs and my runs became longer and longer and longer and more introspective, uh, I started thinking about what I wanted to tackle next outside of getting into shape. And then I set my sights towards my education. And, uh, you know, I started thinking about the long horizon and what I wanted to do. Um, uh, it was really tough. It was really challenging, you know, cause I had so many different thoughts of, of what, you know, I was interested in, what I should do, what I was being called to do. Um, something was calling me towards, uh, marketing. Uh, and I think it was the, the relationship I had with my dad and my uncle, uh, both guys, awesome dudes. Um, For some reason, they love to collect things. They loved collecting like old Coke machines, Coca-Cola machines. Uh, They liked collecting cars and motorcycles, rocks, stamps, like all kinds of weird, random stuff. My dad in particular, though, had a knack for collecting branded goods. (laughs) And I I thought to myself, that's so interesting because I know he's not the only person that has this affinity towards brands. And I just started thinking to myself, I wonder... What it is about that, and it just piqued my my curiosity, my interest. So I went to went to town doing my homework and research on it, and uh, and it was fascinating to me. So I decided to pursue a career in marketing and branding, and uh, similar to. To my running endeavors um, to lose weight, I decided I was gonna have a goal and it was gonna be far off enough in the horizon where I can make it achievable. But it was also specific and grand, right? I didn't want to make it small. I wanted to make a big gesture for what I wanted with my career. And and you know, while while losing weight was something I could do within a year or two, planning out my life through the lens of my career was nothing I could do in a couple of so I, uh, you know, once I kind of honed in on marketing and branding, I, I zeroed in on the career path of trying to become a CMO one day. And for your audience that doesn't know what that means, it just stands for chief marketing officer or it would be the person in an organization that is largely responsible for the uh, the budget uh, that a brand would spend in the market it would also be in charge of like green lighting campaigns, putting creative into the market, that kind of stuff. And um, and yeah, I'm still here. I am 20 something years later, and I'm still on that pathway. That's still a, a dream and a passion of mine. And uh, I'd say um, the the number one kind of interesting thing about that kind of like aggressive long term goal planning is that. If you set your sights far enough out into the future and you're really specific, clear and big with your vision for yourself, it makes all of the decisions you have to make in the short term much easier, more palatable, less stressful, right? So there's a lot of things in life that stress me out, right? I'm a married guy. I've got four kids. (laughs) Uh, I've got a, a house payment, all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of things that could stress me out in life making decisions has never been one of them. <laughs> so uh so I think that that's uh you know that's that's something that I think is is pretty big for me is that ability to to figure out what I want to do, how to set my sights on it and how to achieve it. We're back. Okay, the
1: the very first question. Let us talk about the history of social media for business. How did it start it and where is it now? and where do you think it is going you got it
2: sure yeah so yeah i got that so i came out of grad school in 2008 and i took a job at audi of america uh at venables bell which was their ad agency working at audi of america and i got tasked with um building their first ever go-to-market social media plan by their cmo scott keogh and uh And so I worked after hours and evenings until about 1 a.m. doing research. Eventually that morphed into me developing uh, some plans uh, that we eventually took to the Germans and got approved and got funding for. Um, But um, back in those days, uh, you know, it was such a new novel thing, right? Like uh, this was only for, for from an enterprise perspective, from a corporate perspective, Business social media only came around about five years after social media existed in the first place for actual everyday humans. Uh, I mean, I was working in a corporate capacity in social media four years after I signed up for my own personal Facebook account uh, and maybe six years after I signed up for MySpace. Uh, So um, social media kind of shot out of a cannon. Uh, It became a worldwide phenomenon. Uh, but in terms of marketing circles and brands, uh, it still feels like the underdog a little bit, uh, even though here we are in 2024 and a lot of brands spend over 50% of their budgets on social media, uh, there's still a little bit of this, um, chip on its shoulder kind of thing, uh, or desire to be taken seriously in the market against TV and all these other different, uh, mediums and channels and stuff like that. Um. But really, realistically, to kind of get back to your question, where has it been, where is it now, and where is it going? Um, okay, in the early days of social media, it was all organic. Like, you put content out. Um, there was no paid options. It was yeah. all the wild west. It was every every brand for himself kind of thing. You're just kind of hacking away and figuring things out. Where we're at now is... You're in a much more commercial phase of social media for business uh, because you have more options. Yes, of course, you can build brand through organic social media, but you can also target your customers with laser-like precision with paid ads. Um, so you have more control over how to put your brand into the market and ha- and what people see of your brand in the market. Where social media is going in the future is probably, um, it's interesting. I, I don't know if we will still continue to call it social media in the future. So um, let me unpack that for you a little bit. I think you have to look at the the broader context of entertainment in general. So uh, there are certain things like podcasts and YouTube channels and, and stuff like that that are part of the world of social media. But they are also more part of the broader media. And I think uh, there are influencers and creators who have cropped up as independent kind of artists or creators Mm -hmm. that are massively and wildly popular today and will continue to rise in popularity and stature tomorrow. Um, uh, It's of my belief that I think cable TV and network TV are going away. I think that in 10 years, you're going to see podcasters and Spotifyers and YouTubers, Joe Rogan, Russell Brand, all those different kinds of people, Gary Vaynerchuk, my old boss, you're, you're going to see all these personalities that are, that are going to control the media to some extent, or at least influence the media because they are the media <laughs> and <laughs> anybody can be part of the media. It's just going to be way more fragmented with a lot more players. So I think If you have the ability to have a podcast or a YouTube show or, you know, whatever the case may be, and if you can generate an audience, you can probably do that at scale and there's no stopping you from doing it multiple times. So if you can figure out once, why can't you figure it out 15 times? And then why can't you go out and be the next NBC or, you know, Universal or whatever the case may be? So I think that's where we're looking in the future is you're gonna have a massive rise of independent media and a, a lot more of a fractured uh, you know, sense of uh, uh, consuming content.
1: Here we are. Yeah. So how do you feel about the state of marketing and communications? You got it?
2: Yeah, how do I yeah. feel about the state of marketing and communications? Uh, I don't feel great about it. Uh, I feel um, I feel bad for the consumers to some extent. Um, I now have four kids of my own and I think um, there's a lot of uh, less than honest communication going on out there. <laughs> there's also, I, I think about the hardware and the software, the algorithms, all that kind of stuff. The amount of time that the youth of today spend on their devices is just staggering. And so, especially in my country, in the United States, you know, you see kids on their phone nine hours a day, and then, you know, going into high school, going into college, developing severe anxiety, severe depression, and getting on to antidepressants at a young age, uh, having ADHD, all these other uh, other, all these other issues with marketing communications, right? These things wouldn't exist if marketers didn't pay to put ads into them. So, uh, you know, I, I feel a sense of um, responsibility. I mean, I know I didn't create all these algorithms. I'm not necessarily at fault for why we are in a situation that we're in today. Um, but I had a role in it. Right. And I think uh, all of us have, uh, you know, we owe it to society to figure out how to be as ethical as possible within those communication boundaries. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I don't feel great about it. I, th- I also think, uh, these platforms have taken politics to the extreme as well, right? So now we're looking at, you know, <laughs> Donald Trump versus Joe Biden version, you know, uh, match <laughs> two, and it's just going to make us all crazy again for another nine months. And, uh, I'm not looking forward to that. Um, Outside of that, also, like, you know, social media, I think, is the most influential and probably addictive form of marketing communication. So that's the easiest for me to comment on. It's also where I've spent 99% of my career. But outside of that, there's nothing that really gets me excited. Uh, the state of TV advertising is in decline. Magazines, radio, print are obviously all in decline. Um, all the various different channels out there are massively declining. Um, I think where we might have a little sliver of of interest right now is that the um the advent of really robust and rich AI tools are making things a lot more interesting in terms of you know the do it yourself marketers or the entrepreneurs at home that are trying to market themselves or marketing products it's leveling the playing field quite a bit so you don't have to be a brand that's got a war chest of hundreds of millions of dollars to be competitive in the market these days. You can be you know, a solopreneur with a chat GPT subscription and you can do some damage. Uh, so I think that's interesting. I think the fact that you don't have to have the, the haves and the have nots uh, to succeed in the world because pretty much anybody can do marketing and, and advertising uh, in 2024. That's interesting to me. That's fun. I think that's uh that's that's going down the right path. Um, but in general, just the, the different channels outside of social media aren't all that interesting to me right now. I think um one thing that I would make note of is um when it comes to television, treat it like an audio platform, right? So if you're on television and running ads, but you're not making them audible, you're not interested in jingles and stuff like that, your consumer is never gonna understand what you're doing right um because people look at this they look at it while they listen to your tv right so uh i would be figuring out a way to to reach people here visually in here with the tv screen so like you know tv advertising if it was true to form in terms of effectiveness should look and sound very similar to the 80s like jingles and stuff like that
1: oh mm, that's so correct Okay, so in conclusion, Joseph, what would you like to say to someone who would like to um, become a marketer but for some reasons he or she doesn't even know what is holding he or she back? Maybe because of the fear of the unknown or I'm not capable enough, I don't know. How would your advice be to such person? And let us say um, they are listening currently, and would like to reach out to you. How can that be possible?
2: Sure. Uh, I'll answer the latter part first. because That's the easier one. Uh, Superquatrone. That's S-U-P-E-R-Q-U-A-T-T-R-O-N-E. That's my handle on pretty much every social media platform. So LinkedIn is probably where I'm the most active, but you can reach me on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and all those different places. Um, <clears throat> you could also email me, um, joe at Uh That's Q-U-A-T-T-R-O-N-E brands, com. Uh, Feel free to email me if you'd like. I'm happy to, to shoot the hay and kind of get to know you. Um, in terms of what I would do if I was just starting out in marketing today uh, and I was a young college kid or something like that, um, I wouldn't be thinking about the traditional pathway, right? So when I was younger, it was a lot more popular for you to go into an ad agency and do marketing on behalf of brands that were already pre-existing or go into a a client-side role within a marketing organization, right? Still, it's a W-2 job. You're going into work for a brand. I think the much more interesting thing, because startup costs are so low right now, I think you'd be happier, or not everybody, but I think by and large, a lot of people, especially young people, what I know about them and their usage of the internet and social media, you'd probably be more happy if you just built your own company. So... <laughs> um What I mean by that is don't go out and try to market other people's products, go out and try to build a product or a service of your own and learn how to do the marketing on behalf of that product or service. Um, you'll have a much more advantageous financial situation if it hits and if not, you'll learn something and you can always take those, you can take those learnings and roll them into whatever W2 job you want. Um. I I got into entrepreneurship a little bit later in my life. I just got into owning my own business 7 months ago. And um if I had known <laughs> uh I probably if i had known it was going to be what it, what it is, I probably would have done this 10 years ago. So uh that would be my main advice is, you know, maybe you don't maybe take a beat and don't just go out and get a job working for the man, if you want, you know what I mean? Uh, go out and try to do it on your own for a little while and see what happens. If it doesn't work, go get a job, right? But if it does work, you might set yourself up for uh, a much more interesting life.
1: That's a, that's a very good advice, I tell you. So that's going to be the end of the show. Thank you so very much for honoring the invite, Joseph.
2: Yeah, no problem. Let me know how I can help. I'm around. <laughs>
0: That was a great one, right? <laughs> I know, right? Thank you so very much for listening to that podcast. It means a whole lot to us. I must confess, it does means a whole lot to us. Okay, have a request to make? Yeah, I'm going to ask you for a favor. Can you drop a review and rate us on Apple Podcast? That's going to make us know how we are blessing you. And that's going to make us understand how else we can improve to continually Impact knowledge to you and others. Thank you so very much for listening and God bless you. Shalom.